Welcome to the Team of a Lifetime show. This podcast is all about helping you propel your team's performance to an extraordinary level. I'm Sally Love, your host of the Team of a Lifetime show. Tune in as my expert guests and I tackle the tough challenges teams have to overcome to achieve success. You'll get insight, powerful proven practices, and the inspiration you need to lead effectively, build an amazing team culture, and deliver results that people didn't even believe were possible. Let's get started. Today's conversation is going to be all about five biggest mistakes that leaders of teams make when they're goal setting. And as a leader, you know that it's your responsibility to set goals and to provide the tools and the environment for your team to accomplish the goals. So whether you're leading a team of one or two other people, or whether you're leading a really big team in your role, then this podcast is for you because you're going to want to know about these five mistakes. Now, I've seen leaders make these five mistakes over and over and over again while I've been consulting on capital projects and in manufacturing and construction companies. And I want you to know what they are so that you don't join their club and make these same mistakes as well. So let's jump right in and look at these five mistakes that leaders of teams make in goal setting. Mistake number one is having one big goal. This is a classic. The leader sets one big goal and it's almost always financial. For example, this year we'll hit $500 million in revenue. That's their goal. But the goal for the most part is arbitrary. But here's the thing. The leader setting the goal is very attached to it. The problem with this kind of goal is that it is virtually irrelevant to everyone except the leader who is setting that goal. One construction company leader I worked with had previously made this mistake for many, many years. Each year, he would have an off-site retreat where he would trot out the one big goal for the company for that year. And for the first couple of years, his leadership team looked forward to the retreat. And the retreats were always in some really nice locations. But it didn't take them long to figure out that every year there would be some new big goal, financial goal. And as far as they could tell, it was arbitrary because they couldn't figure out how the guy, the owner of this construction company, how he came up with this goal other than it was big and he just pulled the number out of the air. He never explained why or how the particular goal had been arrived at. And the other thing is, as the owner of the company, he was the one who was going to benefit financially if the team achieved the big financial goal. Nobody else was, just him. Now, this construction company owner is a really smart guy, but he doesn't understand people. He just couldn't understand why the rest of the company, starting with his own leadership team, wasn't excited about this one big goal like he was. And so after a couple of years, his team, when they realized it's just arbitrary and 
there was no way that they were going to achieve the goal. So instead of looking forward to the annual retreat, the leadership team started dreading the retreat. And they also started trying to guess what the new number would be. And every year, the team would fail to achieve that one big goal. But that's not the worst of it. By September, when it was obvious that the goal would not be achieved, this construction company owner would get agitated, sometimes irate with his leadership team. The way he looked at it, his team had failed him. And because they had failed him, in his mind, he needed a different leadership team. So every year, in conjunction with announcing the next year's one big goal at the annual retreat, he would also announce a new organizational structure. Every year, some of the current leaders would get demoted and others would get promoted. And then it might flip-flop the next year. After a while, every person coming to these retreats were demoralized. And as you can imagine, this set off a whole series of other negative and very costly outcomes that only magnified the problem. And that's the thing. Rarely is this kind of one big goal attained. And what happens instead, like it happened with this guy, is that you get a loss of trust and confidence between the leader and the team members. It is a two-way street. It goes back and forth. They don't trust each other, and they don't have confidence in each other. And by the way, this mistake can be made in any size company. I see it a lot with entrepreneurs of small startup companies, and I have seen it more times than I can even remember with huge Fortune 500 companies. Nobody is immune to this mistake. You really have to watch out and not make this mistake. Have you ever been on the receiving end of this mistake of having one big goal? How much did that goal inspire you? My guess is it didn't inspire you at all. And hopefully you will never make this mistake as you lead your teams. Let's take a look at mistake number two. Mistake number two is setting too many goals. So whereas mistake number one is setting only one big goal, many leaders fall into the trap of setting too many goals. Now, what I have seen is that these leaders typically don't intend to set too many goals, but they lose focus during the goal setting process. They get too granular. And then essentially everything that could be a goal becomes a goal. And when I start working with a new team, I always ask the leader for a copy of the team's goals and strategies. And one time I was working with a senior leadership team of a huge Fortune 500 manufacturing company. And the reason I was brought in is that it was near the end of the year and their results were not meeting the company's expectations and they didn't want to repeat the following year. So they wanted me to lead a different kind of goal setting process and get the team really focused. Well, during the first phone call with the leader, before I ever even met him, I asked him for the team's goals and strategies. And I also wanted to know how each goal would be measured. Now, I could tell over the phone, this was not a video call. It was just a regular phone call. I could tell that he was not happy 
about me asking for that information. And about a week later, I learned why. Because he spent the better part of a week pulling together all the details so that he could send the information to me that I asked for. Now, if your team's goal setting process is so detailed and it is so complicated that it takes you days to pull the information together to share with somebody, then how in the world is your team supposed to use all that information? So it's always a dead giveaway that a leader has too many goals when they tell me it's going to take a few days to get all the spreadsheets and the tracking program reports to me. They should be able to send me their goals in a split second at the click of a button. What you'll see is your leadership team spending a lot of time in their offices, peering into their computer screen, and they're wrestling with all these spreadsheets and tracking programs rather than being out there leading and removing roadblocks and actually achieving the goals. So that's the real problem with having too many goals. Sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised, though. I was brought in one time to consult with the engineering and construction arm of a global logistics company. And when I asked the leader for the goals, he didn't skip a beat. He immediately told me what the goals were, um, how they were going to be measured, and why those goals were important to the company that year. He didn't have to refer to any notes or find any documents. It was immediately clear to me that he was living these goals every day. And I was curious to see if his team also was on top of these goals, and they absolutely were, because when I got them together for a three-day alignment session, I saw his entire team focused on these goals. They, like he, could immediately tell me what they were, how they were going to be measured, and why they were important to the company. And then recently, I asked the leader of a construction company what his team's goals were, and he too immediately shared them along with all the details. And this guy was sitting in his car in a parking lot, and we were on video. He certainly wasn't referring to any corporate documents on a laptop or on his phone during that conversation. And I love it when I encounter these kinds of leaders. So how many goals does your team have for next year? Do they have too many? Is it going to be hard to keep your team focused because you've got so many goals? Anything over seven goals is too many. A lot of companies I work with find that either five or seven goals is the sweet spot. So take a look and see if maybe your team has too many goals. And how would you and your team benefit by having fewer goals? Would you be able to stay focused for the long term? Now, let's look at mistake number three. Mistake number three is not engaging the team in determining strategy. So let's say that you've done a great job of coming up with a manageable number of well-constructed goals for your team, but you stop short of engaging your team in identifying the specific strategies and the execution approaches that the team needs to take for achieving those goals. Without these strategies, your team is going to lack the direction that they need. 
And so what happens instead is everybody goes off on their own. They come up with their own strategies based on their own past experiences and individual preferences. What it makes me think of is playing golf. Have you ever played in a golf tournament with a shotgun start? Often big corporate golf outings or at a conference where there's a lot of golfers playing that day, they'll utilize a shotgun start. And so if you're not familiar with that, what happens is everybody gets in their carts and they're assigned a specific hole to start on. So they're not all going to start on the first hole of the golf course. They're going to all go to a different hole to start. Well, what happens is these golfers sit there in their golf carts and they're waiting for the horn to sound. And then the horn does sound. And what happens is each person who's driving one of those golf carts, they hit the accelerator and they take off all in different directions going to the specific hole that they have been assigned to start on. And that's what it is like for your people if you do not engage them in determining the strategy. And you know this, the stakes for what you're doing are a lot higher than a golf tournament. We measure results clarity in our team assessment. And one of the components of results clarity is about strategy. What we're assessing is, does the team know what the strategies are for achieving the results? And do they have confidence in those strategies? And I can tell you after completing team assessments with thousands of team members, most teams are lacking intangible strategies and the team members really want to participate in coming up with the strategies. Your team members have great ideas for how to accomplish the goals. And without the strategies, the team has little to no confidence that they will achieve them. And when there's a lack of confidence, that's when you see momentum and motivation just die out. Have you engaged your team in determining the strategies that will help your team achieve the goals next year? If you haven't done that, Will you start doing it? Just imagine how enthusiastic your team will be when they know that you value their ideas on how to accomplish the goals. Let's take a look at mistake number four. Mistake number four is not getting team buy-in to the goals. Setting goals is one thing. In fact, that's the easy part. But getting team members aligned and enthusiastic about achieving them, that's a totally different animal. You as a leader are only one person. You cannot possibly achieve the goals alone. If you could, you wouldn't have a team. There would just be you and you would go do everything. So often leaders determine the goals and then they decree them from on high with little or no engagement and buy-in from the team members whose job it is to do the work so that the goals are achieved. And without team alignment and buy-in, the goals are doomed. Way too many people in leadership positions believe they have to have all the answers. Now, notice I said leadership positions. They're in leadership positions, but they're not true leaders. And they feel like it's a sign of weakness to ask their team for input. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Those leaders never deliver the results that they're capable of. And they're the same people 
who complain about not having enough talented people on the team, not being able to keep talented people. Well, let me tell you, it is hard to retain great people when you're a know-it-all. You don't want to be a know-it-all. So if you're not getting buy-in from your team, then you're going to have lots of great looking and sounding goals and strategies, but you're going to have a team that is not motivated to achieve them. And you're going to have lots of cynicism and eye rolls over these lofty goals that nobody believes in and you don't stand a prayer of them accomplishing them. The best leaders, however, know that they don't have all the answers and they don't waste everybody's time pretending that they do. What they do instead is they surround themselves with smart, talented people and they tap into the expertise, the experience, and the enthusiasm that their team members have. And when they do that, these leaders deliver results. So let's look at our last mistake, mistake number five. Mistake number five is not following through. Sometimes leaders set goals, maybe even outstanding goals. I've seen them invest in getting team alignment and buy-in. They're excited. Their team is excited. This is going to be the year that great things happen. And then it's as if the leader gets amnesia. The goals all but disappear. In the old days, when I was starting out in my career, these goals would be bound in a spiral-bound notebook and put up on a bookshelf. And they would just collect dust. Now they're squirreled away in everyone's laptop. But the result is the same because few, if anyone, is even paying attention to them. So they invested all this time and money, but they aren't focused on them. They are not talking about them. They're not working on them, tracking them and reviewing them. So it ends up being a check the box exercise. And once that exercise is over, everybody just returns to firefighting. And the team figures out that while they have the potential for making great things happen, it's just going to be another mediocre year, just like last year and the year before and the year before that. Why bother taking the time to set goals if you're not going to follow through on them? It's like joining the gym right after New Year's. You're all gung-ho for about two weeks. And then after that, All you have to show for that gym membership is that little plastic key tag thing hanging on your key ring. That's it. I get it. Maybe you're a big picture leader, and that's good. We need big picture leaders. We also need to follow through. Is there someone on your team who is naturally good at following through on details? I mean, there are people that are wired that way. That is what they live for is all the details and keeping people on track. What if you delegated the details or you shared the responsibility for goal follow-through with them? How would that free you up to lead more effectively and be that big picture leader that you want to be? So let's quickly review the five big mistakes that leaders of teams make in goal setting. Mistake number one, having one big goal, almost always financial and usually arbitrary. Mistake number two is setting too many goals. And when you do that, your team can't stay focused. 
Mistake number three is not engaging your team in determining strategy. Your people want to do this. They have knowledge and expertise and experience that they want to bring to the table. It's your job as a leader to give them that opportunity. Mistake number four is not getting team buy-in to the goals. Remember, you're only one person. You can't do it all. But your team can't do it either unless they buy in to the goals and the vision of where you're going. And then mistake number five is not following through. Why spend all that time, energy, and money coming up with goals if you're not going to follow through on them throughout the year? So those are the five big mistakes that leaders of teams make that I want you to avoid next year. Imagine your team totally focused on achieving its goals throughout next year. They're excited. They're energized. They're eager to share their ideas and come to work every day. And you are recognized as a great leader. Just sit there for a minute and think about that. You are recognized as a great leader. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? So what are you going to do to make that feeling a reality and make next year your best year ever? As we wrap up today, will you do something for me? Will you share this episode with somebody else so that they can benefit from it too? And if you're really serious about creating an exceptional team, just reach out to me at sallyloveinspires.com and we'll talk about how my team success formula can help you transform your team into the team of a lifetime. I'll be back with another episode soon. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss those future episodes.